Hi! Hi! Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we talk to Wap Fillier. Yes, the new receiver for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers who will try to crack the roster at training camp. Find out why his name is Wap, as well as his ambitions to make the team. And we're going to talk to my dad as well. Why not? March Madness coming up. He's a big college basketball fan. He's also a Bruins fan, so we'll get a bit of a scouting report ahead of the Jets hosting Boston on Friday. That's all coming up on the podcast. Winnipeg Blue Bombers this week announced the signing of American receiver Wap Fillier, who is a graduate of Indiana University. Started 22 of his 38 career games there. Left the school with uh, fourth all-time in catches, fourth in 100-plus yard receiving games, and ninth in receiving yards, 16th in receiving touchdowns. And now he has been signed to the Blue Bomber roster. And he joins us now on the CJOB Sports Show. Wap, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. So, first of all, uh, how did you find your way to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers? Um, um, ever since I've been I, I, ever since I've been away from the Vikings, me and my agent, we just been back and forth seeing how I can get how I can play some football before you know before the year over with or anything. Because you know I've been playing football a lot, so I was just trying to play some football anywhere, anywhere right now. I don't. And I appreciate that, and I and I'm very appreciative that it's the Canadian Football League where I can, you know, play some more football, play, do what I love. So uh, explain what how where your football journey has taken you since you graduated university. Uh, since I graduated the university, I was I was um a draft a drafting. I was a free agent to the Minnesota Vikings. I was there throughout camp. Uh, I was there for about four weeks. Before uh, I wasn't anymore, so that's pretty much that's all that happened after college. <laughs> and and when was that? Was that uh, 2020 or 2021? Oh, that was this past season, 2021. Okay, so uh, 20- so since th- so since then, you've been just kind of waiting for the next opportunity. Yes, sir, I've been trying to wait for the next opportunity. Praying what every you- night. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, sir, I was I was finished. Okay, okay. Uh, what did you know about the Canadian Football League uh, before you signed the, uh, the deal here? I didn't really know too much about the Canadian Football League. Only thing I really knew that the end zone was bigger, and on offense, the guys usually start running before um, the play actually starts. But that's all. That's pretty much what I've known about it. But I know, I knew, I know someone that actually plays in the Canadian Football League, and I'm going to. Talk to him about it, ask some more stuff about it. Um, his name is actually James Wilder. James Wilder Senior, James Wilder Junior. Junior. Yes, sir. James Wilder Junior. Yeah. No, he's he's well known up here, so that's a good person to get advice from. Yeah, you get the running start if you're in the in the slot. There's just a lot more space. Uh, the football field's yeah. wider as well. So if you're a yes, receiver, sir. there's a lot more room to run. Yes, sir. It's it's a lot more room. <laughs> you got to get in good shape for that too, so. I'm I'm ready for I'm I'm waiting I'm I'm waiting for the opportunity I'm thankful for it as well too. So for you then, what do you do to to stay in shape while you're waiting for that next call? Um, I usually I usually train my grandpa. My grandpa he's been a track trainer and things like that. So I usually train with him. Uh, over regard to the weight room and things like that, or I go to this guy down here, his name is Route Guy, to work on my craft to keep my craft you know good and stay things fat and that sort. 
So, but I, I got a few ways to, you know, stay in shape and things like that to be ready. <laughs> How would you describe yourself as a football player? Mm-hmm. I would describe myself as as a football player. Yeah. Tough. Um, dependable. Don't get all the hard stuff. That's what I. That's how I would describe myself. Tough and dependable. Are you fast? Oh yeah, I'm fast. Man. You got to be fast to play some football. At least you got to be some type of fast. You can't just be slow. <laughs> well, I had to ask. You know, you weren't very boastful about that, so that's good. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, I I know when you were when the the signing was announced the other day, a lot of the attention was on your name. Because WAP is not your birth name. Uh, no, why do people actual, call you? What? Why do people call you WAP? Um, I was first. Well, my dad he actually gave me that name because I used to eat waffles all the time. We used to always go to Burger King and things like Sundays, Monday, Tuesday. We'll go to Burger King any day, and that's what I'm choosing. I'm choosing a WAP every single time. He, I used to get it so much. I start eating it so much. He just he just always told me that you're gonna end up turning to a whopper. If you keep on eating those things, so I might as well just start calling you a little wop and things like that. But I'm not a little wop no more, man. Big wop. But the name stuck. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, uh, it, do you eat whoppers anymore, or not so much since now you're uh, a pro athlete and you should probably steer away from that? I eat them, but not as much as I used to when I was a kid. <laughs> right. Well, if you put up touchdowns, maybe you can get yourself a, a sponsorship deal or something. Something. I'd be blessed <laughs> if I get something like that. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, now you're down in, uh, are you down in Florida right now? Yes, sir. I'm in Tampa, Florida right now, sir. Okay. So, what does the schedule look like between now and training camp for the Blue Bombers? Uh, I've just been training. Um, I haven't really got any information about anything, but i just been training. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to get some information here soon. But i just been training. I'm just getting ready, ready for whatever the Blue Bombers want me to do. I'm ready to help them win. And since this is Winnipeg, I'm obligated to ask you, are you hmm. uh, ready if you have to play in very cold weather? Man, I'm ready for it. Uh, hey, if we got to do a football, I'm ready for it. It don't, it don't even matter to me. The, the weather, don't, nothing matter when it comes to football to me. I'm just ready to play, baby. I ain't even gonna lie. Good answer. Good answer. Well, I appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for this, and we'll uh, see you when you get up here to Winnipeg. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate you. As Watt Fillier, receiver, signed to a contract by the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on Monday. He's 5'11, 185. He turns 24 in July from Tampa, Florida. As he mentioned, went to Indiana University and then uh, spent a brief amount of time with the Vikings following his collegiate career. But uh, now he's coming here to Winnipeg to compete for a job on their roster or perhaps their practice squad coming up in the near future. So good of him to join us on the show. And yes, WAP, uh, Mr. Elias D'Angelo Fillier, his actual name, he goes by WAP because he ate a lot of Whoppers as a kid. It's a great nickname. It's a really good nickname. And uh, tomorrow is when the NCAA men's basketball tournament gets started, just after 11 a.m. Central Time. I cannot wait. I am not working tomorrow or Friday. I'm vegging out on the couch for two straight days, watching as much basketball as I can physically handle until my brain melts. My dad will be doing something similar, as he is a bigger college basketball fan than I am, though 
I have more spare time than he does. He's also a big Duke fan. So I, I talked to him earlier today. I phoned him up. He said, sure, to coming on the show. And, and we talked about that and some other sports things and recorded it for your listening pleasure. Is your excitement the same as normal this year? Where does it rank? Because I know for me, I, like, I think I watched the least amount of college basketball this year that I've watched in a long time. I haven't watched as much, but I've kept up with it, like scores and what you see in, on the internet and stuff like that. So I, I'm kind of looking forward to it in that, other than Gonzaga maybe being a dominant team, and even they've lost a number of times, there's not one team where you say that's the team that's going to be in the finals for sure. So I expect, especially tomorrow and Friday to be multiple upsets where you go, Whoa, didn't see that coming. Cause pretty much everybody's lost to a, a, a nobody team this year. Right. So Gonzaga, Arizona are the two teams uh, that most people I think are picking to go very far. Now I, I explained earlier in the week that I don't pick a bracket because it ruins the watching of the games for me. And you're the same way, right? Uh, definitely. Right. I don't want to get to the point where you've picked a team, especially when there's some Cinderella teams coming up and you go, well, I picked Arizona. So I want Arizona to win, even though, you know, Utah state, a number, you know, 16 seed looks like they might beat them. Cause then you're worried about your whole bracket getting blown up and then, right. So I just kind of stay away from the whole, but, but I avoid the whole fantasy sports thing anyway, for the same reason. So, yeah. So you and I are in the same boat here. We're rooting for the higher number in every matchup with one exception. And that is the Duke blue devils who I think most other people would love to see lose because Duke is one of the most hated uh, teams in college basketball. They are a two seed this year. And as a big Duke fan, you've watched a lot of them this year. Do you think they can win this thing? do I think they can win it? Yes. They've got the coaching. They've got the players. They've got the disposition that on any given day, like I watched them live against Gonzaga in, in Las Vegas, right? And they were amazing, right? Every time uh, Gonzaga, you thought they were going to put them away, Duke would bounce back, come up with a couple big buckets and away they went. But on the flip side, they seem lately to play down to their competition, not beating or barely beating teams that you think they should beat by 20 points. So they're, you know, I think they're like a lot of the big teams this year. There's not the consistency you've seen in past years. So can they string together a six game winning streak? Sure. Could they lose in the first round? I think that's possible too. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. It was 10 years ago that Duke lost to Lehigh, a 15 seed. I was in university and uh, got some ribbing for that big time. And uh, they've lost to some big numbers before. I think they lost to Mercer as a three seed a couple seasons yes. after that. So uh, it, from uh, from what I've seen, this is a Duke team that has talent, but maybe isn't a team per se. Well, I think what they lack is the you know, even though they've got lots of potential lottery pick players, they last they lack the guy that you say in the final two minutes of the game, who do you want to have the ball in their hand? Do you have confidence that they're going to come up big? I don't see them having that. Like in the the games where I've watched and they've kind of you know not played the potential, all their supposedly big names have all come up small. So. That's where, you know, some other teams and, and part of that's the fact that they don't have the, you know, 
five or six year senior on their team who's played, you know, enough games under their belts that they've been through the ups and downs and the highs and the lows. Right. So they don't have that. They don't have that makeup to say, okay, they've got a couple players that aren't potentially going to cough up the ball, make a bad pass, take a poorly advised shot in the last two minutes of a close game. Now, looking at uh, the Duke situation here, it's Coach K's last year. A lot has been made of that. There was this huge send-off against the Tar Heels a couple weeks ago at home, last home game. Duke has a lead and then completely falls apart. This past Saturday the, in the uh, conference championship game, they make it, but then they get crushed by Virginia Tech. Is the Coach K farewell tour maybe weighing too heavily on this team? Does that Is it affecting the young players? I would say maybe not so much the 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 whole you know the fact that it is his last year. I think definitely in the the home game, the last home game, right with the seventy five player ex or you know former players coming out in the picture and fifteen minutes of hoopla before the game started. I think they came out scared of disappointing, and uh, they showed it. Against Virginia Tech, uh, they just came out and didn't look like they wanted the game, right? I don't think that had anything to do with Coach K as much as they just, you know, the, uh, a team with more hustle, more determination, and with more, you know, intensity beat them. I can't. Th- I don't think you can put that on the fact that it was Coach K's last ACC tournament game or anything. I think that was just poor play on their, you know, big names in the big in the big spot. And Virginia Tech needed to win that game to get into the tournament, whereas Duke yes. didn't need well, to win I, at all. Well, that's what I mean. Like Duke, you know, Duke knew where they were going. They knew what they want to win. You know, it would have been nice to get a final ACC tournament championship for Coach K, sure. But I don't think when the the way they came out in the first five minutes, the way they played in the last five minutes, you don't get a sense that they really felt, well, this is a do-or-die game. They kind of, kind of like coasted. So Gonzaga is the number one seed in the tournament. They went 26-3. and three. As you mentioned, you were at a game that they lost against Duke in Vegas in November. Baylor, who beat them badly in the final, also a number one seed this year. Arizona and Kansas are the other two. I mean, outside of Duke, I'm sure you probably don't really care who wins, but which of those four teams do you feel is the, mo- is the strongest of the four? I'm going to go probably with Baylor just just because they've got players who went through the role last year and won and they've also had new players come in and have been through the ups and downs of being a number one team and losing and coming back and losing I still until Gonzaga wins it all I'm always going to say their conference play undermines their preparation for the tournament and the fact that they lost to uh st mary's a couple weeks ago just underscores that right they win all these games by 30 points they finally play a decent team and they lose so i don't have any confidence that they're going to be able to run the you know they'll probably win the first two games by 40 points but then when they come up against quality teams that's where it's gonna you know you'll see whether they've really got what it takes this year or not where does going to a Final Four or a tournament game rank on your sports bucket list? It's uh, 
I would say it's definitely in the top two or three. <laughs> I'd love to go. It's kind of like the, it falls into the same as the Super Bowl. I would love to go to it, but I think from a pure watching the sport perspective, it's a heck of a lot better watching it at home. Mm-hmm. Especially when you look at, uh, say, the Final Fours in Indianapolis. They're playing in a football stadium. Well, they're all right? in football stadium. They're playing in the Superdome this year. Yeah, so you're you're going to be stuck with this. You know, you need binoculars to base, or, or either that, or you're basically watching the game on the big screen, right? Unless you've you've paid ten thousand dollars for tickets that are close to the court, you're going to end up watching it far enough away that you can't really see the play and get a sense of the game much anyway. Right. Preferably, my preference would be go to the city. Be, inv- be around for the hype and all the other extracurricular stuff and then watch the actual games <laughs> in a bar close by. Right. Yeah, it'd be a lot cheaper for sure. Well, and I think you get as much, if not more, out of watching the game, right? You still get the, the crowd sensation, right? Because you're going to have, I would think, in, in any bar in Indianapolis or in you know New Orleans, wherever – you're gonna have half the half the crowds cheering for one team and half the other, so you get that same rivalry kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? That was that was part of the thing when we, I watched the Gonzaga Duke game in in Vegas was just the you know get twenty almost twenty one thousand people and the electricity of the crowd was just amazing, right? So now uh, a couple other topics before I let you go, and another one is definitely on your sports bucket list: going to a Denver Broncos home game, Russell Wilson is now a Denver Bronco. How do you feel about your new quarterback? Uh, I think, uh, you know, if if what they've been saying for the last couple of years is all they've been short of is a quality quarterback, well, they've got the quality quarterback now, right? So that's no longer uh, something they can say, oh, we, we can come up big because of that. They gave a block to get them, so they got, you know, I don't know, pick a, a four-year window where – uh, before you may see him start to decline, but for the next four years, you got to think they've got they got as much shot as pretty much anybody. And are you going to try to go to a game this year? Uh, well, I'm going to be driving through Denver in uh, late September, early October. So if the schedule works out and I can make it happen, yes, I will. Okay, there you go. Schedule should come out sometime in May. Uh, and then finally, your Boston Bruins are here on Friday to face the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, we, we watched them play together when it was in Boston. We watched that on TV in January. Yes. Uh, what's your read on the Bruins this year, and, and how far do you think they can go? Uh, as, as much as it pains me to say this, I don't. I think they'll get through their first round series, and then they'll probably be done. I don't think they have the goaltending to really compete with the elite teams, unfortunately. That's just my take. Now, now to be fair, I have I've only probably watched five or six games all year, right? So, but from what I've read and whatever, it doesn't seem that their goaltending is going to be up with some of the other teams. It's tough to watch uh, the Bruins in in Ontario when you don't have the the full package on TV, right? There's not going to be many games you get to see. I get a handful. At They're playing best. Canadian teams, right? Yes. Yes. And a lot of them are like, I'm not a Nighthawk, right? So if they're playing Vancouver or Edmonton or Calgary, I'm probably not watching that game. You can watch them every time they play the Leafs. 
oh, I can't bear to watch the Leafs though. So that's a, that's a, that's a you know, catch 22. Right. All right. Well, I, you go. Thanks for this dad. And, uh, I'm sure I will uh, text over the course of the next, uh, couple of weeks as we watch copious amounts of basketball. That's right. Don't forget. Go Duke. Go. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that they should come to this. We try to warn you.